And before we speak to Fourier Dupree, Phineas? Well, there's a, a broken man, Dan Bigger, not on for these final six minutes. And South Africa get the shove on, the penalty might come here. It's just being held Stand at the down. back there. Wales have to be stout for Moulin, picks up and goes, slips it away to Fourier Dupree, and Dupree for the try! And South Africa's captain may have put them into the quarterfinal semi-finals of the World Cup, Fourier Dupree. Classic scrum half try. It was eight to nine to the try line, and South Africa are in front. Well, yes, one of us and will be watching this try and thinking that is an almost replica of a number of tries he scored. From Merlin peeled around with the wheel. He was incredibly strong, drew in the two players. A little backflip just meant Cuthbert was left catching a little bit of air and oh. That backflip just sublime from South Africa's big number eight, Dwayne Vermeulen. Game-changing, World Cup-changing, and quite possibly the, the five-pointer, making it a little bit of a stretch now for Wales to come back. And that might be audio, but I can see that try. I can visualise that try right in the corner, Fourie dotting down there. Fourie, good evening from us on SAFM. Thanks for speaking to us tonight. Uh, good evening, Tavi. It's uh, a pleasure, only a pleasure. Okay, I don't know how much you heard of that last try against Wells there, Furi, where you went in at the corner there after that backhand flip from Dwayne Vermeulen. Remember that one? I certainly do. <laughs> Welcome. It was a great, great moment. Uh, yes, but how's life, Furi? Everything good on your side? It's all is good, thank you. I'm fortunate to play a bit of golf today, and I'm on my way with my family to the island. Ah, nice. So, uh, all good, all good, thank you. Nice. What's that handicap, Furi? Um, I'm playing off a two. Off a two? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> well, well, it, 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 uh, it, it, this is every now and then, so everything between a, between a one and a five. <laughs> still, still very good for you. Well, and you are still involved in rugby. You're coaching at the Bulls there. Are you enjoying that? How's that going? Yeah, it's, it's, I'm enjoying it. It's only, only about I'd say 45 minutes a week. And, uh, so I did it about two years ago when, when Jake asked me to help a bit. And then um, we stopped for about a year and I just started again. Um, so, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just enjoyable just, just giving back to the nines. And it's only, only the nines and only helping them technically. Yeah. And, and, I've, and hopefully, hopefully they can get better. And I was about to ask, I mean, the Bulls have some talented nines there. What exactly do you try to teach them at this level? What exactly do you try to show them? Well, I've, I've realized. During my career and at the end of my career, um, even even guys that get to the screen box, not not everyone is, is actually technically um, um, that's a massive talent, but but there's some technical stuff that's, that's not great. So uh, just basically um, to actually speed up the game, to be tech, to to be to get the ball out of a ruck as quick as possible, um, to work with with the runners, and um, we do a little bit of kicking just to uh, for me. Kick, uh, quite easy but, but just to get the technique right and then and they can spend more time on it but um, yeah just sort of getting the guys the, the force better in the game and, and, and linking up with the fly Wonderful and then do you do you then work a little bit with the fly halves when you work with the nine because they play closely together do you just focus on the nines? I'm, I'm current, currently not um, so currently only only on, on the nine skill and then hopefully if, if, if they can if, if that is if that is right then um, Maybe later on I'll I'll work a little bit on that, but yeah, I don't want to. I don't want currently. I don't want to get involved with 
the way they play or whatever they do, yeah. or whatever the coach wants. So I just, I just try to just, just work with an eye and, and, and sort of get out of there. Yeah, and just without singling out, singling out too many players for it, but how's the progress of an Ambrose Papiri who seems to have fallen down the pecking order at the box? How is he looking? How is he going? Yeah, yeah, Ambrose is a good example. I think he was he was such a talented schoolboy player and, and, and rider of school. I think he, and then he played Primark for two years. I think he was 20 and 21. And I think just because he was such a great talent, no one ever worked on, on his basic skill. Basic skill as a nine, and, and I, th- I think that's sort of the reason why I think um, um, why he's, he's fallen down the picking order. But working hard on working hard on him, and he's, he's a great guy, uh, willing to willing to learn and willing to work hard. So um, I won't be surprised in, in the next in the next year or two if, if he can get back into that green and gold. Wonderful. Was it Jake that brought you in? Did you have to think about it? Yeah, like I said, it's just it's literally it's four or five months a week. Yeah, Jake's just found. Two years ago, I just found me and said, look, he's struggling with, with one or two issues with his nines. Uh, will I be able to, to help? I said, yeah, I've, I've, I've got a nice balanced life. I've got time. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I can, I can do it whenever, whenever they, need it, they need me. And, um, yeah, that's, that's basically how it started. And, um, yeah, it's not, not, it's not a massive thing. It's just, just a little thing, but um, hopefully it can help him. Okay, that's great. Just great to know that you are still involved in the game, Furi. And you come from a rugby family. Uh, we've heard about your uncle Freck playing for the box, and I believe your dad was a number eight for the Bulls. Was rugby always in the blood? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Freck was actually not my uncle. Oh, he wasn't. But I <laughs> know <laughs> someone someone once said it, and then people just went a bit. But uh, yeah, whenever I see him, he's, he he talks about me being his being his. <laughs> Being his son, in any case, but my dad played with him. Yeah, yeah my dad played eight hands uh, for the Bulls between '62 and '72, and um, yeah, so I was, it was always in my blood. And, and I think most a lot of, or whenever when I grew up, all the schoolboys, everyone just just wanted to play for the boss. Well, and then you went to office. I mean, how do you describe the rugby culture there? Yeah, I think I think like most traditional traditional boys' schools in South Africa. Um, rugby is a, is a massive part of it, and uh, yeah, I had a great, great five years there. Um, I played with wonderful players and 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 and, and good coaches as well. So it gave me a, it gave me an opportunity to to play at a, sort of at a higher level and and, and school by um, being able to play all, against all the best schools in the country, which was which was a great experience for me. And who are some of the guys that you were at school with for you that progressed to international rugby? Because we know Afis has produced a number of Springboks. Yeah, yeah. So when so my, my good friend was was Swat. Uh, unfortunately, oh, died in in a car yes, accident. Yes. But we Franchua. we played together. Franchua, we played together for six, six years, uh, five years at office, but even before that, at uh, primary grammar week. And obviously, it was the main reason why we won that under twenty one World Cup when when Jake was a coach. Why not Olifir was our info center. Mexican. He was a yeah. He was a he was a younger than us. Uh, Adrian Fonso was also younger than us, and then yeah, Dalek PSP. He was he was three years younger. So yeah, and then uh, sort of when when the Bulls had a great run between 2002 and 2011, a lot of Afri guys like Gary, like Gary Keane and Johan Roots and a lot of guys were um, part of the team. Okay, wonderful. And I know AB and Faf also went to Afis. Would you have been a senior when they were there? Would you have been there? 
Yeah, so, so I, I mean, I mean, were in their first team. I mean, they were both, or maybe was fantastic. So um, at that stage, Afrikaans schools struggled against struggled against the English guys and, and when ABN and, and Pat and those guys played all of a sudden up is also number one team team in the country. Mm. So uh, yeah it was I think it's Abby's birthday yesterday. Yes, uh, yes yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah he's, uh, he's two years younger two years younger than me. So they also played rugby? Yeah I, well AB AB played Carbon Week Club. Oh. Um, but uh, I think obviously he made the right decision in going into cricket. Yeah, he almost broke the internet yesterday on his birthday, AB. They love him so much in India. The tweets were just coming in and coming in, and he and he even responded ultimately at the end. Okay, for those who are joining us, we're just catching up with Fourier Dupree. Just got a couple of minutes left with him, so you are welcome to send us your voice notes on 061-4104-107. I believe we've just got a couple of voice notes to play for Fourier. Let's play those very late. Hello, member. Uh, hello, Fourier and the panel there. You know, I'm not so much of a rugby fan, but we cannot uh, uh, ignore rugby, you know, with everything they do, in particular with the World Cups. And I mean, you know, for it to pray, I didn't even know it was a scrum half, but I know the name. And I mean, you know, he, as you said, he's one of the greatest players, you know, because the greatest you always remember. I just want to find out from him. You know, I mean, we see how successful rugby is. What is what is stopping it from being a national sport like soccer? Because it is played on the same fields, basically. It requires the same stuff. And it's not that technical. Yes, it is, it is technical. I'm not saying it's easy to play. What is stopping it from overtaking soccer from being a national game? Thank you very much. Good day, Taruso. It's Colin here from Comarch Parts. Uh, thank you for bringing Mr. Foray. I mean, no doubt he's the greatest player ever to play rugby in South Africa. I mean, it's him, John Smith, the former captain, Victor Medfield, I mean, and other players, but him was exceptional. I do have a question that I would like to ask him. Uh, Mr. Foray, who is the greatest player that you played against? I mean, globally, not here in South Africa. Thank you. Okay, thanks for those. Um, I'm just going to note those and I'll let Furi respond. Should we go to the lines also? Okay, maybe let me let Furi. Furi, they wanted to know who's the best player that you've played against. Yeah, I, I, it was always for me the best, the best team I played against was, was playing with Crusaders in New Zealand. That was, that was always very, very tough. And uh, like Dan Carter. So it was never for me the opposition line. It was more, more, more playing against the team. So the Crusaders in, in Christchurch was... was most difficult, most difficult team I think for a cricket team is <laughs> not, not just for you, but for a lot of people, the Crusaders are very tough at home there. Let me just go to the lines quickly. We've got, is it Kola? Kola, good evening. Hello, Kabiho. Yes, Kola. Speaking to Kola here in TV. Yes, no, you've got a genius there. Yeah. Yes, but I, I like the way he plays rugby. You know, he plays with the flag. You know, he passes a good, good, good vision, and he's very, got a very strong heart to, to go and, and, and make it rise. 
Yes, a master tactician, eh? He's a master tactician. He's, he's the best that we have in South Africa. You are right. Yes, yes, yes. He is arguably for me. Anyway, anyway, the best. Thanks for that, Kola. I believe we've also got Colin on the line in Cape Town. Colin, good evening. Good evening. We're not talking cricket today, yeah? No I cricket like today. <laughs> I like when I hear your voice. I would like uh, uh, Pierre Fauré. Um, no, I said Pierre Fauré. Anyway, <laughs> I, I've got boxing also in my mind. Um, tell me something. I would like to ask him, how good is a scrum half behind a losing pack? And how good is a scrum half with a winning pack. Do you know, we used to have, uh, I'm going back years, years, Sid Going and and uh, Gareth Edwards and those mm. guys. You know, they they ran rings. The scrums rang rings around us. But those uh, scrum halves became famous because uh, I think it was 72 when the British Lions came here. We never won a test. We had 36 spring box change in four tests because we panicked and things like that. So what I wanted to know is, is a good scrum off behind a good scrum? If you've got a weak scrum, can you become a good scrum off? Great question, Colin. Great question. Thank you, my friend. Thanks, my friend. Keep well as long as we don't talk cricket today. Um, Furi, maybe let's start there from the bottom there. How good is a scrum off with a losing pack or a winning pack? Yeah, it's obviously so much easier to claim behind a winning pack. And, and I was fortunate enough to play like um, with, with, with a great pack of forwards. Um, just taking the scrum out of it, because um, there's, there's not that many scrums these days. So in the modern game, I think... The scrum off is very important to actually take the forward to, to to make the forward going forward, and it's actually part of whether it's a winning or a losing pack. So um, yeah, when you've got strong forward, it's, it's easier. But with with the nine, he's actually the guy that one of the guys that that's the most important of, of actually taking the, the, the forward back forward. And it's not so much forward that, that's going forward or back; it's all the the nine interplaying with the forward. Okay, and then on that note, I mean, um, how, how, and what about the guy next to you on your right, the, the fly half? How important is that partnership and what's key in a partnership with the fly half? Yeah, that's, that's obviously one of, the, one of the most important partnerships of the field and the two of the guys that are directing the game. So it, it always has to be a, a great relationship between the two and us. It's, it's, it's almost a communication thing and understanding. Um, the way each other plays. So I was fortunate enough to play with Butch James in 07 yeah. and, and with Mornestein a lot and, and, and I was fortunate enough as well to play with Andre in, in 2015. So, um, great, great flyers to, to play with. And and with Mornay, I mean, you were very successful at the Bulls and also with the Springboks. What made that partnership so good? Do you ha- have to be even close off the field or do you just need to have a, a good understanding? Yeah, I think uh, I, I think it's um, well, both. I think it's it's always great to have a great relationship with the guys off the field as well, and it's not not just the fly, it's sort of a, with most of the guys. And um, yeah, it was just a great understanding with, with those guys. Yeah, and and for you, I mean, you've won almost everything on offer: three Super Rugby titles, you've won the Curry Cup, um, Tri Nations, you've beaten the Lions, you've won the World Cup. Overall, how do you look back at your career? 
Yeah, I think I was I was I was I was sort of not a cliche. I was I was very blessed to to be part of of a Bulls team that started right at the bottom and and to end sort of the best provincial team in the world. And uh, same with the Springboks. We started in I started in '04 after '03 was it was a mess and. Mm. With the same team being able to to go to three World Cups and and have amazing times and uh, unfortunately only only winning one World Cup but um, obviously the Lions was Lions series was very special and and a few Tri Nations was great so um, yeah um, just just fortunate for me I just always wanted to be the best I could be and uh, the day I retired and was, that was the same the day I retired I just felt like I got everything I had and I was very fortunate enough to. To play with amazing players and of and of a few good coaches and uh, yeah, and it's, it's sort of a chapter that finished. And I'm working a little bit of practice, but uh, yeah, practice sort of behind me. A lot of people feel you retired a little bit too early, though, for you. When do you know it's the right time? Yeah, I think uh, nobody knows. <laughs> nobody knows. Uh, <laughs> um, I think for me personally, I was still on the top of my game. I'm, before the 2015 World Cup, I was 100% sure I wanted to retire after the World Cup. And then that was sort of my most enjoyable time ever at the Springboks. It was the toughest time after we lost against Japan. But it was my most enjoyable, sort of satisfying time ever at the Springboks. And getting that team together after Japan and then so getting so close and winning that World Cup. But for me, yeah, so then I, then I thought maybe I can go a few more years, but I was I was finishing up in Japan, and my my kids, kid, my kid wanted to, had to go to school, and so I just I just thought, look, just before I turned 34, um, I had an amazing career, mm-hmm. but I think it's right time now for my family to get back to SA and spend proper time with them. Wonderful. And then there was a question for you about why do you think rugby probably doesn't attract the same numbers as football in terms of popularity and participation? Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, I think rugby attracts a lot, and soccer, uh, football attracts a lot. So um, I think rugby the opportunity to to only become more popular, and I think I think you're on the right track in, in, in that regard. Yeah. Okay, Furi, if you can just bear with us, we've got a couple more people that just want to say something to you. Let's play those voice notes. Hi, Tabi. So I think you've got the man there in studio. I mean, the guy is super intelligent, man. Um, I remember the try he scored in the World Cup. Uh, I think it was an assist from Dwayne. Um, I think it was a back pass, if you call that in rugby. Um, all I can say, man, I've got much maximum respect for the guy. I think um, we can call him, um, we can say to him, Furi Dupree, your lekker dang. This is Derek from Klanga. I'd like to ask Furi, um, who was his best coach? Uh, I was at Varsity with Jake White, he's a very good friend of mine, um, not to sway Furi's opinion, but I'd love to know who does he rate as his best coach ever? Uh, so he was one of those priceless team boys. Uh, his performances were just immaculate. He was simply our go-to man when he needed something special in the field. Uh, simply, he was just the best grandma. Just uh, how did he feel when the paranoia and the pressure of, of wearing that box jersey kicked in the, when the performances weren't going good at the field? How did he manage to, um, personally as an individual, how did he manage to cope with that, uh, knowing that a lot of people were going to throw a lot of flack, um, being South African, obviously? 
This is our API team again. Yeah, just a word of appreciation there, man, to your guest. I mean, we are a sporting nation. We love our soccer, we love our rugby, we love our boxing, cricket, and all these sports. But uh, there's one sport that we can proudly identify ourselves with, and that's rugby. I mean, we are a rugby nation. Our blood is green. And it's all thanks to your guest there. So uh, thank you for making us proud and putting our country on the map, Anonymous. Good evening, Tavisu. It's good to be here at LNJ. Good evening, Fori. That try against Wales, it was remarkable, exceptional, and good work from Dale Vermeulen as well. And I think during your play, you enjoyed uh, rolling more because during the mall, you'll command the guys. Uh, I, will, I enjoyed watching that, you and commanding the mode. I remember the time you won 62-0 against USA. There was a time and point where there was a mole, and then you told Trevor Nyakal that it was a, it's a mole, and Nyakal went in there and then pushed those guys. The ball popped out, Havana took it and scored the equivalent Jonah Lomo try in the World Cups, and it was remarkable. And last thing, What's your take on the transformation? Because I can, I can, I think now it, it, it it's visible that it's yielding result. Everyone can play in rugby. It, the transformation is working so good. I just want to find out about the your yeah, take from that. Okay, thanks for those. Quite a lot, but I've made a note here for Furi Dupree or Lekadang. Firstly, maybe Furi, what, what do you say to people when they praise you and they talk about how great you've been? I mean, even your former players, Aaron Smith was saying you're the greatest player that he's ever seen. There are always this list of the top rugby players in the world and you're always up there in that list of the best starting 15. How does that make you feel? Yeah, I just want to yeah, thank everyone. The, the team says where well, a lot of people that's done yeah, I just uh, just fortunate enough to be playing in great teams and and to work hard and, and to work with a lot of great people. So um, yeah, obviously it's been a lot of gratitude. But um, yeah, it's but it's last last time on rugby was it was the part of my life and it's finished now. So uh, I think a lot of players, ex players, they get just they get just stuck in what they were and and, um, and even players, current players, rugby is just a game. Yeah, it's a fantastic game, but it's so there's there's life after rugby. That's what you're saying. <laughs> well, 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 even well, even in rugby, you can't you can't get stuck at the rugby. Be all and end all of life. You have to win every game and work hard and, and God, it's, it's, There's so much more to life, but it's just to have that balance and to realize that there's so much more. Yeah. There's a question from Jack on Twitter for you who wants to know if there's a specific age to introduce kids to playing rugby. What would you advise? As, as, as long as it, it can be as, as young as possible, but it, there must just be a love of a game. Um, I, I see too many parents, they, they, there's too much pressure on the kids and they want everyone to perform from such a young age. For me, it was, it was never my parents or never someone else. It was, I love the game and I worked very hard to become the best that I could and it was it was, it was, it was a sort of a drive from Wubi and a lot of parents and a lot of parents it's sort of their drive and, and for me it's completely wrong and, and I, I think I have a friend of one spring of guy that doesn't have sort of the same story. Um, it's always a guy that that sort of worked worked very hard on their own and and it had a massive support system but it wasn't wasn't pressure from, from outside forces.
Okay. And then there was a question about transformation in, in rugby. What's your take on transformation in rugby? Yeah, well, I think it's, I think everyone's been since, since the readmission from South Africa, it's only moved in the right direction uh, towards transformation. Everything is, is getting better all the time. And obviously, with, with CR being a, a, the first black triple captain and then winning the World Cup, everything is just working, working okay we're gonna wrap up for you before the line fails us um but we have to go to the line because we've got the great victor matfield vic good evening from us on safm thanks for joining us good evening guys how are you hello for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah vic we're just celebrating this man just looking back at his wonderful career He's been called a genius tonight. He's been called a master tactician. He's been called the best ever to play the game here. Um, I know you'll disagree with that. <laughs> but, I mean, what, what made Furi so good, in your opinion, uh, Vic? Yeah, I think you get a lot of players that um, people talk about and they, they do great things on the field. But I think the biggest thing about Furi is everyone that played around him was so much better when he was He played everyone into the whole... You were the, probably the best decision maker on the field in the moment. And um, yeah, this is the best player I ever played with. Really? That's a big statement, eh? I'll give you. He's not that great golfer player, but um, <laughs> rugby was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. he, he was just telling I us. I to carry him on the golf course these days. I'm a bit worried. Eh? Ah, ah, he was just telling us that um, he plays off a two handicap, uh, so so not such a bad. Yeah. And 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 just overall with that both squad that dominated and won Super Rugby titles, Vic. Overall, even that squad, what made it so good? Yeah, I think uh, we were a bunch of guys. We were family. Um, everyone had the same goal. We knew exactly how we wanted to play, and uh, we were really close as a group as well. But. Within that, we had very special players as well. Uh, we grew up together. Uh, we had the same. Uh, we thought the same about the game, and I think that helped a lot. So, um, yeah, it was just a great time, and we had great coaches and um, great people around us. As far as Furi is concerned, I mean, do you? I know he's media shy, so you don't hear much from him. Likes to keep to himself. But do you think he gets the recognition that he deserves for what he's done? Because he's won almost everything, Vic. Yeah, I think if you talk to anyone in the world, uh, if you talk about scrum halves, he's right up there. Best players in the world ever, he's right up there. So I think although he doesn't like the limelight a lot, uh, if you go and you talk to people that know rugby, his name will always pop up. And and Furi, what can you say about Vic? I mean, is there some nice things to say about you? So <laughs> you can't drop the ball. Uh, <laughs> I had, I, I had to carry Victor on the golf course for a few years, and uh, he's done it. He's done it. Carried me once, so uh, it was it was always you know, nice. It was it was fantastic playing with Victor, and uh, probably the best decision I made up front ever. Um, always in a big game, came up at the front, and uh, yeah, just just sitting uh, sitting and chatting regularly with him, and then going out to the team it was always it was always so great. Um, even even disagreeing on stuff. Um, whenever we went to the team, um, we always had that one, one mind and, and one vision and one goal. So it was always fantastic. And um, even to this day, uh, it's just, just a great friend of mine. So, um, yeah, it was fantastic. Great. Vic, thanks for taking our call. We really appreciate the few minutes you've given us tonight.
Thanks, guys. Cheers, Furi. Cheers, Matty. Bye-bye. Okay, Furi, we're going to wrap up in three minutes. There was just a question about maybe the best coach that you've played under. Yeah, it's a difficult one. Um, I'd say really? the, the, best, the, the best coaching staff I played under was, was the 2007 World Cup. We had small and Alistair Victoria and Eddie Jones. Um, so it was fantastic coaching staff. Um, but if I, if I have to say the best knowledgeable rugby guy ever played under, for me, unfortunately, the representative is Eddie Jones, and I've learned the most from Eddie Jones, okay, that's a big one. I thought you'd sneak in a Jake White in there. But even Jake White, I mean, has a lot of respect for I Eddie said, Jones. I said Jake's, Jake's coaching staff. Oh, okay. Jake's coaching staff, 2007 <laughs> World Cup. That whole, that whole group of the best coaching staff I've played under. Yes. Yeah, and obviously, Heineke Mayer, beginning of 2000 at the Bulls, um, yeah. at that stage, he was, he was so, so much ahead of the curves as well. So, um, I feel it earlier that it's had a great yeah, and and just as we wrap up now, how was the pressure of being in a box jersey? That was the other um question there, especially when things don't go well, especially when you lose to a Japan in Brighton. I mean, how do you deal with that pressure? Yeah, I, I, I think um, as a South African, um, yeah, it's massive pressure, and it's a country down, and it's been team down, and so, but. I've realized from my craft of career as an African we can actually bounce back. And uh, yeah, it's, it's odd pressure, but I would say, why do you, why do you first have to lose against Japan and then you're going to show the world? So that's sort of my challenge to, to all the players out there. Um, don't have your back, don't have your back against the wall, just play well from every time. Um, obviously, it doesn't work out like that, but um, yeah, I know. Okay, and it's been a massive honor for us to speak to you, Furi. We really appreciate the time that you've given us. I know you've got a family commitment, but you managed to take our call. We just wanted to bring you on, just highlight what you've achieved also, and just let you know how people feel about you. They will never forget the memories. They'll never forget the impact. They will never forget how you made them feel when you were on the field of play. And it's one of the beauties of this job that we're able to speak to our heroes also um, on, 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 on this show. So it's been an honor for us to speak to you, Furi. We wish you all the best, you and your family. Um, going forward. Alisa, thank you very much for the kind words. And, uh, I appreciate it. It was fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. The great the legend, the genius, the magician, the master tactician, Furi Dupree. It doesn't get better than that. So, the other year, when I wasn't on this radio station, can I say where I was? I was on Power FM. Oh, I guess I've just said it. Oh, oh, fi- oh sorry, Phineas. I've just said it. So we did, a, we did a show and we put out a debate just to understand who was the, be- the best scrum off between Furi Dupree and Joost van der Vesthuizen. My goodness, did we get a tongue lashing from people who were there in 1995 that watched the Rugby World Cup. They said you can't compare Joost with anybody. Joost was the greatest ever. He scored tries and he did and he did. It was very good. It was very good. But I still maintain, for me, personally, this is my view. Furi Dupree is the greatest scrum off to ever play the game.
Let's not be emotional about this. Yost, may your soul rest in peace. It was a fantastic uh, player. Scored a lot of tries, but Free did much more, as you've heard from the listeners, than just scoring tries. He controlled, um, the, the, he controlled the game. You know, he brought people into the game. He was scoring tries, not as prolific as Yost. So I don't know what you guys think. If you were around there, Colin, in the 90s, obviously you were, who was a better scrum mafia? Yost? Who was a better scrum mafia? Furi? I know sometimes it's not fair to make these comparisons, especially for different generations, but sometimes it's just a nice debate to have, just just for the sake of having a conversation. So let us know, who would you go for? If you had to pick one bok, one bok in the great starting 15, one bok scrum off, would you go for yours or would you go for the legendary Furi Dupree?